Blog Talk Radio. Down in the valley where the girls get naked. If you're throwing bags, then you know she gon' shake. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pink Sunday Live, Unfinished Business. Um, I'm Koji. That's what y'all know me by, so that's what y'all going to get. We we already have our um, other hosts on the line. We have Tia. Tia. Hey. Hello. <laughs> we have Tanika is on the line. Hey y'all. We also have Ja on the line as well. Hey everybody. Okay. So we rewatched White Night last night. Um I think two oh six, two oh five are probably some of our most uh, traumatizing and I would say highly um, critical episodes to get through. Um, so we're going to recap that. Just a few changes from last week to this week, because I think we had quite a few um, technical difficulties there. And I want to make things more streamlined this week. Um, we're going to have like a 30-minute roundtable with all of us. So that way everything's a little bit more clear and everyone gets a chance to really talk. The live chat is open, is moderated. So that way you girls can still, girls and guys, and everything in between, can still um, chat and give your opinions and cut up in the chat room and everything else. Um, And I think the girls had some more suggestions. Uh, Tia, go ahead, because I think you made a good suggestion as well. Hey, guys, this is Tia. Uh, when you're on the line um, to to speak, just make sure that when you're not speaking, you mute your phone, so that way we don't have a whole lot of background noise, because if anything's in your background, it will 1,000% pick up on the line and everybody, and it kind of disrupts when anyone else is speaking. Okay, I agree. Ja, you also had a suggestion as well, right? Uh, Yes, I had a suggestion. So callers, when you call in, um, you know, please make your point. Let us know, you know, when you've, you know, finished if you can. 
and then we probably will be dismissing you from the line. We'll just thank you for calling in just so that other people have a chance to call in and um, speak their piece as well. So please don't be offended if, um, you know, you're dropped from the line once we're clear that, you know, you've said all you wanted to say. Yeah, and and that's just true because we do have a subscription and it does allow for multiple callers. Um, we just want to make sure that we get all the callers that need to speak, okay? But the live chat is all the way available, okay? All right, so let's get into it. I think the first thing I want to definitely do is recognize Shannon Thornton for her performance in this episode, White Night. She was recently awarded um, from Women's Image Award the Most Outstanding Actress in a Drama Series. I think it was well-deserved. Correct, ladies? I think she deserved it, okay? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she 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 did that. I mean and, and plus she had multiple things, right? Past, present, like she had to really get in her bag with um I mean it, it's very, very hard to play a a high schooler and then play an adult. It's very complex. It was very layered, it was well deserving. Um the director of this episode is, is Pamela Romanowski. She's also directed Gossip Girl, Riverdale, Blind Spot. The cinematographer is Madeline Kate Can. Um, producer is Katori in Olympio. The music is by Matthew Head, none other brilliant. I think, Tamika, you wanted to know that, right? I think you were giving props yeah. to the... Yep, yep. Okay, so Matthew Was Head, he, is, you can also he, follow. Does he do the uh -huh. music for the whole show, yes. or is he the music supervisor for that yes. episode? He, no, he is the composer for the show, one and two. Yes, yes. So you can follow him, Matthew Head Music, on Twitter. Um, the writers, Katori, the staff writers, Tessa Scott, Jamie Hadley, the executive story editor, Kimiano Cutijo, um, and uh, Clifford did the, okay, no, never mind. I, I went too far. Anyway, so, yeah, I just like to give credit for the people working so hard behind the scenes. So I guess we'll get into it. The first thing, Clifford narrating, because y'all see anybody else narrating this fucking episode, because I cannot. I'll let no. you go, Pia. No. You're number one on the line. <laughs> No, I absolutely could not. And it was even more special when I found out from Katori's recap that this was actually supposed to be the episode when Key and Unk first met, but they ran out of time doing it. So that's how they decided on doing the narration. But it was the perfect audible Ooh. call because, like, I don't know what they were going to do if if she didn't narrate it, but it was absolutely perfect. I want to hear her on like several more narration episodes, even though I know she doesn't go with everybody's, but I just want to yeah. hear her on several right. more episodes. Oh my God, totally. Tanika, Josh? Um, for me, I, I don't think anyone else could do it. I agree with Tia. I think she should, if we get um, these type of flashback episodes in every season. She should be the narrator. 
even if she's not really in the story. And also it made me, um, some of the things that she said during the narration, even though she was talking about Keyshawn, it made mm-hmm. me think about mm-hmm. her backstory and some of the things that, that her flashbacks are going to have to tell us. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I agree. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I loved it. Um, you know, Uncle Clifford is always a good time. She's always, um, <laughs> she just always knows what to say. So I really liked um, how they did that. I, too, would like to see her narrate some other episodes, but I actually think when, um, maybe in some other ones, some other people have some voices for the narration as well, and so um, I hope this is a thing that continues, but I really did enjoy Uncle Clifford narrating. Yeah, especially those flashbacks. I'm I'm very curious to see. I mean, especially we discussed, like, murder, flashbacks, I think we also wanted to, but I wonder for her flashbacks, who could narrate? Like, it can't be her narrating her flashbacks. Right. I mean, I guess. Right. But, I mean. It, it could be the, could the be? actress that plays her mother. Uh, uh, Beulah. Yeah, Beulah mm-hmm. would be perfect for her narration. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that would, that would be good. That would be good. Okay. All right. So. After, like, we set the scene, we know Clifford is going to narrate. We have Rome basically doing the Ike Turner, okay? Basically grooming, talking about Kool-Aid wigs and this, that, and the third. How, I guess for me, when was it apparent that Rome was that slimy character? Like, was it from the beginning that he walked in the pink last season? Like, did you know, like, oh, God, he is definitely going to be slimy with Key? Or was it just, like, when did you see that grooming happening with her? Like, did you, let's let's just break down the Rome thing just a little bit. Who wants to go first with that? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, Tia, okay. you want to go? No, go ahead. Um, for me personally, Rome has always given off kind of a pimp vibe. So I didn't see it for him from uh, Murder Night when he walked in the club. I think uh-huh. the grooming thing more began um, episode two, three. Was that uh, the Dirty Dozen? When it was, Keyshawn um, yeah. was questioning yeah. why she was so light on the poster, and he kind of brushed that off, mm-hmm. even though it was obvious her skin tone had been changed. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and he's he he's always giving me like I'm going to take advantage, I'm going to steal your money. So I was expecting it to come out that he was not giving Keyshawn her full cut of whatever money and things like that, I was expecting him to do something inappropriate on the tour So since she was away from Derek. So when all I, I wasn't mm-hmm. surprised by any, any of the, the things that came out this episode about him. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. John? I, um, I thought Rome was a slime ball from Murder Night. Um, I definitely felt that he was 
lustful in his thoughts toward Keyshawn from the very beginning, but I didn't see him going as far as he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought he was, you know, going to push up on her for sure. I definitely thought he was probably going to be, like, um, a problem as far as, like, his coke addiction or something. I thought he was going to, like, steal her money or something crazy like that. I really didn't um, see him, like I said, going as far as he did. I mean, I knew he was slimy and was going to push up on her, but I was like, whoa. This is crazy. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Tia? So I did not like Rome from the moment he walked into the club. Like, he was cute for about five (laughs) seconds. When he was walking up that little walkway, and I was like, okay, look at Blue Kimball. And then, like, when he stopped at the, like, right when you first get into the pink, and he looked up at Keyshawn and, like, licked his lips and was like, I see a star, and, like, murder. I'm like, Bodhi is like, hey, like, my my boy, this is this. And he, like, looked at Keyshawn, was, like, licking his lips, and then later on in the performance, he wasn't thinking nothing about murder. He was straight on Keyshawn and then straight in the um, VIP. Everything was all about mm-hmm. Keyshawn, but it wasn't, like, business-like. Everything he was doing, like John said, yeah. was super lustful, super I'm trying to get at you, but I'm going to play like I'm going to get you some business. And he did a little business, but, like, everything to me, even – when he said that she didn't get the wig line, I felt like that was somewhat of a setup. Like he purposely botched that to make her more dependent on him because yeah. the more she money and stuff she makes, the less she really needs him. Cause now she's where she can get these deals on her own. So I thought he was a mess from the moment he came to the pink, especially when him and Wody sat down after everyone left VIP and he was basically like, they, like he didn't, cared all about Lil Murder. And I like the way Wody was like, yo, if you ain't rocking with my boy, I ain't got to rock with you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mm-hmm. like him from that point. There were some points in the second season where he looked like he might have been okay, but it was like very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, because he would like seem like he had keys back, but then he would suddenly like go into a pit and flip act mode. So it was like real Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so murder and T. <laughs> Y'all, I, you know, I, you know, I know there's so many. I can't, I can't stand y'all on the timeline with that tussling over Lamarcus and T. Y'all are hilarious for me, and I feel like they are such a messy duo like they are really really cute with their little fights and when they were in the club and he was just like man I don't even know why Rome ain't let me perform like you know you in ATL you know what I'm saying you know you know this ain't about you okay you know that murder but he was just like I don't know why he ain't let me perform and then Teak is like, well, da, 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 about this ain't this, da, da, da. and then they're going back and forth, and then Rome sit down like, damn, y'all niggas still fighting? And they ain't nobody fighting. Like, my thing is, what I thought about rewatching this episode was, y'all, when do you think Rome got possession of that video? Like, that when he sat down, 
and he was like, damn, y'all niggas still fighting? Like, when do you guys think, did he have it then? Like, because when he mentioned later on about your back being on the bed or whatever he said, I just, that's all I kept thinking about. Like, dang, he really was just, it came off very like, damn, y'all couple still, you know, fighting. So do y'all want to add anything as far as that, that murder antique thing? Um, I, I never you really, go, go yeah. ahead, sorry. <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Tia. Go ahead. No, go. Oh, is it me? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, for me, I think when that, I think, I can't remember if it's 203. I think it's 203 when they were in the club when um, Teak beat up Pico and he was talking to Jericho and he was like, when his, when trade tale comes out, I'm, you know, I'm right. and mm-hmm. Rome looked like, wait, what? And I think at right. some point in there, like I think in season three, we're going to see a flashback where somehow he ended up talking to Pico, like, what you talking about? trade tales, et cetera, et cetera. And then Pico's bitch ass, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not radio. Pico's ass. Is it's, a rated, it's a rated R episode. All our episodes are rated R. Thank you. Okay, good information, good information. So I think that's where the exchange happened, which hits me on why Pico had it, but that's another topic for another show. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> like Tia, did you not hear me say the N word? Like, come on. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Tanika. Who's next? Um, I felt oh, like so I think in in listening to so I always thought that of course I felt like Pico was the one who passed off the tape to Rome. But I'm thinking, what if he was just talking initially? but that maybe after that ass whooping, he went on and sent it. I think that Rome, uh, oh, they do such a good job of, like, you know, hiding from us so that we could get that um, that shock factor, like, you know. So yeah. he did say yeah. some little this and some little that. They were definitely messy boots. I'm sorry. I feel like Teak was a woman scorned. He was giving so much, he was giving so much, uh, 11 years I've been loving you, <laughs> you've been just loving yourself, <laughs> and he know murder is closeted, so I feel like they were so messy, oh you know, my gosh, so messy. but I will say this, Miss, this is Miss Mississippi. So, yes, they are in ATL, but wasn't nothing wrong with a little Mississippi pride um, while Miss Mississippi, you know, is on the pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then what he said? You're he said, right, you're right. Whatever the beat was, was, I think they said the beat was reminiscent of someone who's actually from yeah. Atlanta, if I remember. Yeah. So, you know, well, I feel murder. He was like, we are a team, the Tramp Prince and the Pole Princess. But Rome was because he was, like Baby. you said, grooming her, setting her up to feel like he was her savior. So I'm going to leave something for some for Tanika to say. I'm Because I'll go on all day. Okay, okay Tanika, John, not too no, much on Thaddeus now. Not too much on him. Listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not his government name. 
Go ahead, <laughs> A couple of things. Um, I'm not sure that Pico knew about the tape because when Pico was talking about Ooh. trade tales, he was saying that's what Murder's next mixtape or whatever next record he was going to put out was going to be called. To me, that was an insinuation about sexuality. That wasn't about that tape. (gasps) I I think that made Rome suspicious and Rome did some digging and came across the tape. I don't think Pico ever had that tape. And and then the other thing was I don't think Rome knew about Teak. Like, he was suspicious like everybody on the tour because they were acting like a couple. But he still said, you know, for all he knows, Teak and and Murder could be booty buddies. So he wasn't sure. So you asking um, if he knew when he sat down there at at the couch, when he asked him, y'all still fighting? I, I think for him it was just they had been arguing for a while. I think he right, may have been suspicious, right. but he didn't know. I agree. That's what I got from that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Ooh, I love this damn show. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. So Tanika, so Tanika saved a little, little for later. Um, baby, I'm not answering anybody calls at this time. Thank you. Let's see. Uh, let me see. Okay. So let's just give a little shout out to Shannon for the poll because she did show us some behind the scenes video. Did y'all see that on Instagram? Like she really worked hard. You know, her body has been through a lot, just like Brandy. Yes, they have doubles, but baby, they put in the work, they put in the training. One thing about Shannon, her face card never declines. She looks stubborn. Yeah, she looked stunning on the poll. It was just a beautiful moment. I am not going to bring up you-know-who. Then she said we don't reason why there was a trend. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, let's get into the flashbacks, please, um, because I know that we have people that want to call in. Um, the Gidget Connection, y'all, did y'all, when, from the very first episode, I mean, it was clear that Gidget and Keyshawn were in the same age group, blah, blah, blah. But did you, was it obvious since season one that they probably were in high school together? Like, was that a moment for y'all when you watched the episode and you was like, oh, my God, Gidget, they went to high school together. Like, did y'all have any kind of feel? Do you have any kind of feelings on that? Or you just want to get to Derek beating his ass and the colorism and da 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 da? I don't think from season one that they implied in any way that they, they knew each other in high school or knew each other before they became coworkers in the club. So for me, it was surprising to see Gidget there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was pretty shocked because, like Tanika said, I don't feel like they had the type of closeness they should have had to basically have been two people that not grew up together. But at this point, like, they went to high school together. They've known each other. If we're thinking 
that he is in her early 20s. They've known each other a good, like, five or six years, even before she knew Sadie's or Unc or anybody else, and mm-hmm. they didn't show any kind of closeness like that in the first season. Right. Yes. And I understand her hate for Derek. I notated that. I was like, it kind of makes sense why, I mean, like, you know, that moment, what was that? Was that murder night? Was that 108 or 107 when they were at the bar and, you know, Derek was like putting on Keyshawn tab? Like, there seemed to be, I mean, yeah. who doesn't, I mean, everybody hate Derek, right? But Gidget yep. seemed to really not like him. And he seemed a little bit more familiar with Gidget. Once I seen that she was a part of her life, so far back, I was like, oh, no wonder she was just like, the kids can come stay with me, and, and did it. like, there was a lot of hatred there, so to me, that, that made sense, that made sense. So, well, I okay. would say, I, um, I was, I was shocked that they brought it, that they were to high school together. I did say that they did seem to be close. Remember when uh, Keyshawn showed up, she wanted Uncle Clifford to babysit, and her and Gidget wanted to go to the dollar store to get their sparklers and whatever they wanted, mm-hmm. you know, that day. So they mm-hmm. did show that they had a closeness. I will say that something, Cody, that you just said that pointed out to me, when they had the episode where Gidget was spiteful with Derek, that, that did show that they had a, a natural hatred already. But something that I will say is she was like, he remember he says, do you – have you met Keyshawn? Like, she would never, you know, stay with you. And I know that's kind of like a form of speech, but at the same time, right. it was giving, you know, a little bit like, you must don't know her very well, but in fact, she does. But I, I feel like, like we always mm-hmm. say, nothing is ever, nothing is ever done unintentionally. You know, they sprinkle little seeds that are going to blossom later on. So, but I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's their connection, high school, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good little moment as far as I'm concerned. Um, I do want to point out that I love how they are not afraid to, um, they don't shy away from real topics, colorism, um, the fact that a lot is there's a lot of pressure on what our hair looks like. Um, you know, makeup opposed to natural. Criticism about when we don't have hair. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, our hair does not make us. You know what I'm saying? Our hair does not make us. You know, um, and I just love how they touch on that because colorism is very, very real. And they don't shy away from that. So I appreciate Katori and the writers and everyone who – just keep pushing the envelope. They don't shy away. It it, it really helps to open up conversations. So um, how do y'all feel about Derek? I mean, to me, when I saw him fighting, oh, boy, I mean, if I was Keyshawn, yeah, kudos for protection. Well, baby, he was really aggressive. Like, I, I mean, it was a beat down, but it was like, whoa. I would have been like, oh, uh-uh. It's, it's, yep. it's giving, it's giving something else. Like, but you know, 
she needed somebody. And I pointed this out last night that they they're very codependent. I think somebody brought it up, trauma bonded. If you look at both their situations parental wise, they really connected. But both are neglected. You have abuse and I think well we'll talk about that because Tanika I want you to expand on that what you noticed in the episode with her daddy but um but yeah anybody want to add their talk their thoughts to Derek the colorism da 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 like all of that I'm gonna be real quick I just got one one quick thing to say about Derek. Um, I just want to say about Derek during that fight, to me, that was the first red flag. I agree with you, Koji, because even though they deserve to get their ass whooped for for spitting on him like that, once they were beaten and they were down, um, they were crawling away trying to get away from the fight, and he was dragging them back into it. So, for me, that should have been a huge red flag for Keyshawn that maybe this is not the relationship you want to get into. Go ahead, Tia. Right. I agree with the same thing. It was so many red flags. Like, at this big age, I see the red flags, but I can also see how, as a high schooler, Keyshawn didn't see any of that. But this was definitely one of the red flags because it wasn't just a fight. Like, he was in pure red-hot rage. And that, mm-hmm. like, she was, Keyshawn was just totally oblivious. She was just happy somebody was giving her some attention, unfortunately. But that's just the fact. She was so happy she didn't notice none of that from that to the diner to the when she was kissing Derek and the mom was there it was so many red flags but like I said at this big age I see that at 17 18 I probably wouldn't have seen none of that right mm-hmm. so it I was going to speak on the colorism but to speak to the Derek thing I'm kind of on the fence I feel like spit is so nasty. It is so vulgar. I can kind of see, like, you, you know, you you never know. You can't decide what's too much force for someone else. Now, I will say he, he she definitely should have been watching that aggression and, and seeing that. But mm-hmm. you spit on me, and it might be a fight to the death. You know what I'm saying? That's nasty. That's so disrespectful. So, yeah, like, I kind of yeah. understand at that, but again, you're right on the red flag portion. But to speak to the colorism, colorism is so real in our community, and we're still to this day fighting um, that colorism situation. I remember just a personal story really quickly. I live in a neighborhood. This little boy was chasing me up and down the block every day. My stepsister moved in. My stepsister was, <clears throat> pardon me, light skinned, hazel eyes, sandy blonde, ha- sandy blonde, brownish hair, all down her back. And that little boy, the same boy that chased me up and down the street one day, looked me in my face and said, "Why you not pretty like your sister?" Damn, I was I was yeah. pretty until she moved in. I was the one he wanted, but because mm-hmm. she was lighter skinned green eyes, blonde hair, that shifted in his mind yeah. who was yeah. 
you know, who was beautiful, you know, and I've experienced that a lot being darker yeah. skinned, you know, and so mm-hmm. even in our community amongst each other, we can, some we see amongst each other valuing lighter skinned people just because they're lighter skinned. They don't even have to be actually attractive. So um, I love that they pointed that out and the feelings on both ends. Something I learned from that same stepsister was that people tease her for not being black enough. And I never saw that. I just saw my mm-hmm. end. You know, so I love mm-hmm. how they highlight that and show and bring it to our attention. Maybe someone will see that and change something. So that was definitely something great to bring up. I agree. I agree. And thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot of colorism um, in my family as well. Um, you know, being Creole, Black, we have all shades, <laughs> and um, it's it's crazy seeing various treatments of uh, lighter, lighter and darker skinned people in our family. It's, I, I don't understand it. I've never understood it, but I've definitely seen it. Um, so thank you, Ja. <clears throat> um, so let's move on because we're going to start taking phone calls, um, and I know if we start going into other part of the episode without having other contributions or thoughts, then we won't have any phone calls. Um, So the call-in number is 515-602-9773, Remember what Tia pointed out about um, when you are not speaking to just mute your phone so there won't be any background noise. Ja also pointed out to be respectful with your time, you know, give your thoughts. Um, And we definitely want to have a dialogue with your thoughts. But after you finish, um, just hang up and and leave room for other people who want to share the thoughts as well. Okay. We still have an hour and 25 minutes. So it's it's okay. (laughs) We're still good. Um, so I see there's a caller right now, actually. So you ladies ready to start having conversation with Pink Posse? Yep. All right. Here we go. Hold on a second. Um, so I see there's a caller. Area code. Ooh, hello. Area, okay. area code hello. 443. You're live. How are you? Hi. How are you guys doing? Fine, dear. Is this Nanya? Oh, uh-huh, girl, I'm just waking up there. How y'all doing? <laughs> okay, now, Nanya, okay, Nanya, first of all, now, see, last time you was choking and smoking. Now, we good uh, And I'm going to do that in a few minutes, too, but I'm I'm going to mute the, the choking so y'all won't know. Oh. I'm sorry about okay. that, by the way. Okay, girl, it was hilarious, okay, but we trying to be a little bit more organized. <laughs> Today. Yeah, okay. it's R-rated. So, I saw that. I, that's it, so interesting. Yes, I. We can do. Um, you can do like PG, PG thirteen. But the content of the show, it's a little bit hard to keep it like PG for P Valley. So, girl, it's like, gonna be hard for me to keep it R. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. So go ahead and share your. <laughs> Go ahead and share your thoughts, and then um, we'll let other people 
give their opinion. So what did you think about White Knights? Um, it was interesting. I, I was calling in about the colorism comment, though. Oh, go ahead. Go um, ahead. Tell, give us your opinion. The, the, thing, the thing about colorism, Lord, is that the anger is real. It's, it's, so, it's so layered, and it affects all mm-hmm. of us. And you also have to look at where it came from. Um, we keep this anger towards each other. You know, for having the nerve to be born looking a certain way, <laughs> like we have anything to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, black is beautiful in every shade and hue because black is in your spirit. It's in how you live. Yes. It's in how you think. It's in how you walk. It's in how we talk. It, it's it's in how we are. It's our spirit. It's our essence. Mm-hmm. And our, our complexion ain't got too much to do with that, for real. Now, I'm one of those, oh, y'all going to hate me. I'm one of those light, bright, uh, real light skin, hazel green eyes, red hair, um, all of that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I heard somebody saying in their family, I'm an only child, so maybe that's why I don't know. But our mm-hmm. family has everything. We ain't mm-hmm. Creole or nothing. We just mm-hmm. black folk. But there are also no white people in our family either. So go figure. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. like we the light-skinned people who only deal with other light-skinned people. That's just circumstance. Mm-hmm. My mom is like me, child. Mm-hmm. I mean, God rest his soul. And not like we freaks or anything, okay? But, mm-hmm. like, your complexion really ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You know, I know black folks who are <laughs> the boot. Okay, here we go. The bougiest person in my family is not light-skinned. And she likes mm-hmm. the bougiest chick in the whole world. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole light-skinned, dark-skinned paradigm, we have to remember, and too many times we forget, all of this was started by white people, y'all. It was just another way to keep us divided. And it was based on lies. And unfortunately, four five hundred years later, we still believe in the lies. Um, that we were divided before we even got here. They divided us up by tribe. Different tribes, they split us up so that too many people from the same tribes were not in the same part of the slave ships. They didn't want us to be able to communicate because they knew if we could communicate, we could band together, uh, overthrow the boat, kill them all, and go back to Africa and go back to minding our business. You know what I mean? So they were all about mm-hmm. keeping us separate. Um, colorism is something that they came up with where they would go out to the field and say, well, you know, in the house they're saying this about you and they're saying that they are better and that they're this and they're that. When they had children with us, when they forced us to have their children, the lighter children were always brought into the house. It's not because mm-hmm. they thought those kids were special because they were light. It's not like people think that white people like light-skinned people better. That is so untrue. They don't like us. They don't like any of us. And I'm not, I don't mean all of them. I'm not blanketing universally, but you know what I'm saying. They don't like us. They don't like any of us. They feel less threatened by us. You know, they feel like if you're light-skinned, you're not a threat or you ain't going to do nothing. Or, or they feel more comfortable because they think we look more like them, but they don't like us. 
trust that. They play a different version of the same game. That's all. Um, the thing that I like about the show when they're dealing with colorism is the fact that they do speak very openly about it, speak very mm-hmm. boldly about it. There are no pretensions. It's not cute or we're going to act like we're not really saying it or we're not really going to say that. No, honey, they say it. The part that I like, though, too, is that they also show, um, y'all call her by different names. I call the girl Autumn. Um, They show her side of it, too. What's so funny? What? Because I say the whole thing. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, you do. Are you the one who goes, Autumn, such and such and such and such? Well, yeah, that's yeah, I funny. Yeah. You, I drag yes, I all laugh all the time. I, that is so funny. But, um, <laughs> wow, that's weird. This call coming. Anyway, um, the thing is, they also show winners part of it, too. You notice how whenever mm-hmm. they call her white girl, and she's like, don't call me white girl. Or they call mm-hmm. red bone. Don't call me red bone. Don't call. Those are fighting words for us. And and I I like the fact that everybody thinks that. You know, like <laughs> I'm like y'all been beating us up. We spent our childhoods running from y'all beating us up. So yeah, we had to learn how to fight. Um, some of us tend to be a little on the wild side when it comes to mm-hmm. fighting because of that. I'm one of those light skinned girls. I will tear you up. I wasn't at first because my mama, God rest her soul, was crazy. Talking about don't fight that, come tell me. I don't know what that was. I think that was some 60s hippy-dippy mess because she was kind of a, I don't know, hippie. How are you going to be hippie and radical? But she was. She was strange. But, yeah, yeah so. Of, there was a lot of that in the 60s. So when are we ready? When she Autumn, she gets ready to fight. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I get that. I agree to that. But, ladies, please understand, not every light-skinned person thinks that they are prettier or better than. Everybody ain't like that. A lot of them mm-hmm. are. And you heard me say them. Mm-hmm. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of them are. But I think you will also be surprised at how many of them really aren't, but they act like they are because that's what y'all have put on us. Y'all, that's what y'all expect. You see what I'm saying? So it's like after a while, mm-hmm. you can try to fit in. You can try to get along with everybody. And people, I'm hated for walking in the door. They don't even know me. You know, they look and say, oh, well, she likes me. Mm-hmm. But they don't know I'm from East Baltimore. They don't know that till mm-hmm. I start talking. And even when mm-hmm. I start talking, just hated walking in the door. And I'm like, damn, at least give me a chance. You know, it, it yeah. um. It's painful. It's painful yeah. because you know that yeah. you already know the white people don't like you, right? But imagine yeah. what it's like when your own people don't like you either. Just for walking in the door. That's yeah. mad painful. Yeah. It's mad painful. It is. And um, but it's but please understand, I am not trying to act like oh the woes of the light skin girl. Nah. Because everybody got it bad. Everybody no, you just, got it bad. No, you just, you just expressing your truth, which I think that's partly why I wanted to start the show and have my girls 
Tia, Tamika, and Ja do it with me because we all have very different backgrounds and we all have compassion and we love this show so much because everyone has a different story to tell. And I feel like it's Mm. very important for us to have an open forum and share our stories as well as talk about the show. So, no, it's important that you share your story with us, and I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I do. Oh, and one more thing. I, mm-hmm. Y'all know, you know, some people talk about light-skinned people only like to stick with light-skinned people. But mm-hmm. y'all know, and y'all laugh at me, and I don't care, laugh away. Y'all know I like Andre. <laughs> A lot of y'all are teach fans here. I will never understand that. You can't never have no good time with Tiki. You blow up every 10 minutes. What? What? No, no. I know nobody wants to Andre. Nobody mad, girl. Oh, no. They was, oh, no, child. They was cracking on me. Andre? Why would you like Andre? Yes, child. Oh, my God. Y'all were polite about it, but I've read between all of the lines. But Andre, I know that. Hey, Andre, I like him. Andre, that man got a career. All right, he ain't hustling. He ain't hustling. I ain't got to go to jail to visit my man. No. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. No, I already did that, honey. I've done that one a couple times. That is never cute. Please that is never cute. That on Wait. Nunya said what? she like Andre because he got a career. She ain't got to visit him, bitch. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't trying to be funny. Have you ever gone to visit your friend in jail? Because I have. Baby, sitting through all of that processing and sitting around is yes. not cute. What would you say? I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Hello. Yeah, it's not cute. So yeah, well Andre, you ain't got to go to jail to prison. I work a whole in these streets, so I do. I put money on the books and the whole thing. It is not cute. Right. No, but it's a little detour ain't bad either. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? But well, what it's is a bad either? It's not cute overall, but a few detours here and there ain't bad either to those types of dudes. That's all I have to say. But go ahead. Well, I still, I'm sorry, I still didn't hear what you. Would you say D kind of to those kind of dudes? Say that again. The deep, one the, more the time. The detour from the career dude to the hood dude ain't bad either. But it's no fun putting oh. money on the books. But the detours ain't always bad. Mm. It depends. <laughs> All that really depends, though. I guess it depends on okay. your journey. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it took me a long time to get to that place. Nanya, you you didn't lit it up, right? Huh? You didn't huh? I didn't call. Yep. How did you know? I heard that on Google. Trust me. I, I got cameras up in here. How y'all? <laughs> <laughs> we heard that pool, baby girl. No. That's all right. Light away. That's why I'm like, no. so how did you know that I lit up? I'm still bugging on that. No, no. Okay, so, okay, no, yeah. Okay, so let me, because um, I'm going to bring someone else in. So do yeah, you want to go help. ahead and hang no up? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Thank you so much for calling, my dear. 
I can't wait. Call in next week, too. Oh, my God. I love her. She's so funny. Okay, y'all, we have to discuss the Andre thing on the, when she said he's a career dude, okay? So that's that's why. Um, I see Danielle is in the chat. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Y'all bet not. Don't start. In, in, in LaMarcus, we trust. Hey. No, we're not doing none of that. Uh, we're yeah. not doing no Lamarcus. And Lamarcus, we trust, please. baby. It's all good. Listen, listen, <laughs> I just want to give Danielle, I just want to give Danielle a prop, a prop so out. Girl, look at her in the chat tonight. Hey. Um, okay. So let's move on, girl. That's so funny. She said, but how could you tell I lit up? Um. Okay, so before we take our next caller, we still have an hour and 11 minutes. Before we take our next caller, let's discuss Tanika, the daddy thing with Keyshawn. Something you noticed in the episode that you pointed out on Twitter when they were taking the Um, picture. Oh, yeah, I think. I wasn't sure. It was something inappropriate going on there. I think that was pretty Mm -hmm. obvious to us all watching. I think it was kind of obvious to Keyshawn also when she was taking the picture. What I was Mm -hmm. unsure of, if it was, if he was full on, like, molesting her, if he was just being kind of inappropriate, because in this instance, it was like he was pulling her close and kissing her and she was uncomfortable. I don't know if it was just that or if it was more. I don't know if he was also inappropriate with Veronica or what his relationship with was with um, Keyshawn because we never really get into that. So I want to know more about all of that. <clears throat> yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, we have another caller. Let me answer three, four, six area code and then I'll um did you want to add something to that Ja or Tia um to the situation about the the father yes because yeah. I'm I'm gonna pick up that call did you want to you want to um contribute to that I agree I think um something very inappropriate was obviously going on um I'm hoping they'll get more into Keyshawn's father in the next season mm-hmm. because she we a lot of times we see girls get into certain situations because and we use, like to use the excuse that there's no father in the home or there couldn't be a father in the home but Keyshawn had a father and she lived with him for a while so you mm-hmm. know but obviously her father wasn't the type of father that she needed you know, so they alluded to he was always gone, maybe he was a womanizer, even possibly inappropriate with, well, definitely inappropriate with her stepsisters. I would like to know, was he inappropriate with her initially? You know, right. um, mm-hmm. what's, you know, what's T on, because she did have a father. So what's, what's T, you know? That's, that's okay. Awesome. Okay. So we have two callers on the line. Oh, y'all really cutting up this week. Um, okay, so I'm going to bring in 346. 
Hold on one second. Three, four, six, area code. Who am I speaking with? Can you hear me? Yeah, who is Can this? Can you hear me? Yes, who is this? Hi, Kendra. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in, hold on, I'm going to bring in area code 469. And anybody else who's going to call, just give us one second. Hold on one second. Okay, 469 area code. Who is this? Hey, y'all. It's Noonie. Noonie. Hey, you. Hey, girl. Okay, so we have Kendra and Noonie on the call. Okay, so let's pause right here. Um, We were discussing possible funny vibes from Keyshawn and the dad. So, Kendra, do you have any thoughts toward that, or can we move on? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that um, I seen, I said that on Twitter last night about the daddy. I did. I okay. did. I seen that when he, the first time, the first time we seen the episode, I seen that when she mm-hmm. was, like, took, like, pulling away from him. I said, oh, he been, t- he been fucking on the little baby. Excuse my language, y'all. Uh, it's, it's rated R. It's okay. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. I seen it. Okay. Uh, not that's all I got to say. I've seen it. Um, <clears throat> Noni, did you want to add to that or are you good? Well, I agree with her. The first time I watched it, I peeped it. Like she moved away and I was like, yeah, something's going on. But kind of like, I don't know who was just saying it, but they were saying, I don't know if it was, like, full on or if he was just inappropriate with her, but you could tell something wasn't right there. And then off of the line, yeah. when the mom was like, um, don't let them treat you like a Barbie. Like, maybe he wasn't, like, being, like, inappropriate with her, but maybe he wasn't respecting mm-hmm. her all the way. But he was probably providing, like, the lifestyle that she wanted. And she, you know, how some people just put up with stuff because, you know, they okay, they want to keep that same lifestyle because that's kind of the vibe the mom gives to me. Like, she's bougie. She want to stay bougie. She'll do whatever she got to do. Um, I don't even think that she was necessarily naive about the daughter. That's my opinion. I think she just didn't want her life to just blow up. Like, that's really how I feel about that. So, Okay. <clears throat> okay. So let's move on to... <laughs> Let's move on to how Teak wasn't playing about murder um, in the in the scene because at this point, and and I love how Keyshawn. It seems like it's like these are her brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like her protectors, murder, Teak, Wody, and and for me, the whole thing. I know some people were kind of thinking it was maybe a flirtation thing between Wody and Keyshawn, but I did not look at that at all. I looked at it like a big brother kind of looking at his sister being like, um, you don't need that. Like, you know, you look you look okay with it. Like, you know, so I don't know. I didn't take it like that. Um, but, but I want to just kind of overall discuss 
discuss that theme. And since we have so many people on the line right now, I want to start from the top. So, Tia, I'll start with you. We have Tia, we have Tanika, we have Ja, Kendra, and then Nooney. So I'm going to go in that order since that was a whole big scene. We can just overall discuss it. So, Tia, go ahead. So the very, very first time I watched it, and I think this is maybe just a byproduct of depending on where you are in your life is how you receive information. The very, very first time I saw it, I always took it that Wody was interested in her. Then when we started having the combos on the timeline, and I've gone, I've never really watched this episode full out um, after my first watch. Um, but mm-hmm. when I've like gone to like download clips and stuff, I think we had Wody Wednesday this week. And when I downloaded that clip and asked the question, I didn't see it at all in this one. But what I think that they've mm-hmm. done with Wody and Keyshawn, if you look at some of the other scenes, like, um, I think they've left the door purposely open for them to go either way with that storyline. Because there's been a few instances, like when they were in the studio with, um, when they was asking Murder why he wasn't showing up to a studio session, and then him and Keyshawn started kissing, and Wody looked over at them, that could be interpreted mm-hmm. a number of ways. That could be like, like, bruh, I know you ain't about that life. Why are you kissing on her like that? Or it could be interpreted as he liked Keyshawn and didn't like that. So I think they very purposefully have done that so that mm-hmm. if you decide to go down that road in future episodes, they can actually use these as flashbacks and kind of spin it any way That's they want true. to. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, who need the mute they phone? <laughs> Not trying to like this class more. <laughs> well, you know, talking to me, I'll be quiet. Tanika, everybody's like, mm. <laughs> okay, um, Tanika, <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, wait, nice silent, really? Um, Tamika, okay, it's your turn, then John, go ahead. Um, a couple of things. I, I don't, I didn't take that, that Wody, uh, uh, Keyshawn scene as flirting, and I hope it wasn't, because I don't want that for her from them. I, like, I want Murda and, and, um, Wody to just be her brothers. I feel like she needs yeah. that. I feel like she needs someone who's going to be there to support her and is not just around her. I want to be with her because she's pretty. Because she needs to learn at some point that she's more than just her body and her face. And I want her to have those brothers. Um, to mm-hmm. me, that scene was more of an instance of, of like, like her stepmother told her about not being a man's Barbie doll. Because we know that Wody is, is in the background observing everything, and we, we know he sees uh, the influence that Rome tries to have on her. So to me, this, mm-hmm. this, this was an instance of he wants that for you. That's not really what you want for yourself. Because remember, she didn't even like this wig when he put it on her, and now it's I don't know how That's many cool. hours later, and she, she's still in this. Like, take that off. That's not you. That's what I got from that scene. Mm-hmm. 
That is so true. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't even realize it was the blonde wig that she said she didn't like. Mm-hmm. Like he, put, he literally put it on her. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't even think about that. It's so true. Um, okay. Ja. Um, so I think initially when you first started, you mentioned the whole teak protective aspect as well and mm-hmm. that whole scene. So I would say I loved the energy because I'm like that with my friends of I'm I'm mad at you. I want to talk to you. I want to rip your head off, but if another person think they're going to step up, it, it is never that. <laughs> right. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You, it is never that. Mm-hmm. So I really right. love um, that energy because it spoke to how, it spoke to how, like, close they really are. Like, nigga, I could kill you right now, but also, hold up, not too much on my boy because I, Right. I'll tear up everything in this room, you know, right. <laughs> behind right. him. Right. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love Wody's little quiet energy. Wody just stood up in the background like, don't mind me, but if you get crazy up in here, it's up, you know. I love that. So I do agree. Yes. I feel like he needs that, um, that big brother, that honest love, that um, guidance that maybe she never got from her father, and then, of course, we have Derek, who's, you know, none of what she needs. So I agree. You know, I like, I think, Mar- I think um, Wody was just giving a little, you know, you are, you are beautiful. All the things yes. that you is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, and wanted her to notice at the same time. So I, I do. I really love that. So I'm agree with, I want to say Tia. Please forgive me if I'm mixing up who spoke, but um, I want to agree with that. Maybe in in season three, she just needs some more of that brotherly love, that that type of connection. Yeah, that was Tamika, I think. Oh no, I'm Tamika. What meant you talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah. it was Tamika. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, Kendra. Hey y'all. Um, hey. Uh, I just hey. want to say with the whole Wody and Keyshawn thing, I just feel like first of all, we need to kill off Derek's ass first. But with Wody and Keyshawn, <laughs> I can't wait for that day, y'all. I'm sorry. Um. Um. I feel like not. I really don't want them together because you know I'm King Keyshawn and Diamond. But if Diamond don't get out the trunk, then maybe, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I agree with everybody else with the whole, She he needs to stay like her big brother because, baby, when I tell you this baby need a break. Okay. She ain't had a break. She need a break, baby. She need a break. She need a break. I feel I so sorry for her. I feel so sorry for her. Sometimes I'll be wanting to cry when I watch some of these episodes. Like, girl, you just going through it. And yeah, and like Shannon said. is exhausted. You know, the thing. Like mm-hmm. I think she even said in the interview, I think in the interview she even said like she takes a lot of it with her. Like, you know, the the day a lot of I mean, actors you yell cut, but that don't mean their emotions just cut the fuck off like they have to leave and actually decompress you know 
So I can't imagine yes. all of this heaviness and Shannon having to be, even, I mean, even Alphonse with the Teak situation. I mean, shit, John, the Cliff, like, uh, I mean, Nico, like all of them, you know? I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, Alphonse was speaking on that with a couple of couple of interviews I've seen where he was sitting up there saying how, you know, they had therapists on, on set and all of that mm-hmm. stuff to help them, you know, deprogram and stuff like that. So that's a good thing. But, yeah, there's a lot. Like that whole Teak situation with Teak and, um, Teak and La Myrtle. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have been able to, you know what I'm saying, handle that. But like, yeah, yeah but that's all I have to say about that, you know, that situation with okay. Keyshawn and Wody and, you know, that whole little thing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Kendra. It's so happy to hear from you. I know. We we be talking on Twitter of a storm, and it's like, okay, so that's Kendra. That's Kendra. I can hear her voice <laughs> now. Um, yeah, okay, I'm going to get out. Oh, stop. Now, now, don't make me come down the street. Now, you and the 346, don't make me pull up. Don't make me pull up on you, okay? Um, All right. Uh, Noni, are you available? Do you? Because I know you were saying kids-wise. Um, do you want to share your thoughts on that scene? Yeah, I'll be real quick. Um, I'm going to okay. just piggyback off of what most people were saying that I didn't really see, mm-hmm. like, a relationship there between Wody and Keyshawn other than, like, a platonic relationship. And I think y'all said, yeah, uh, Tanika said this, but, yes, I wanted, I want to see more of a platonic relationship between her and, you know, like, Wody and Murda and stuff like that because you don't even see that a lot on television, like, you know, it's always mm-hmm. the man trying to get with a woman or whatever. Like, it would be nice to really just see friends, not siblings, not blood-related, not cousins, like, nothing like that, really just being platonic friends and, you know, looking out for each other. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So, oh, Lord, we're going to get to the heaviness. Um, I was trying to hold off as much as I could. Um, so Keyshawn, after Ron was just kind of like, man, y'all don't get no extra, you know, VIP or whatever. I think he took the cards or whatever and was like, you know, Keyshawn, come fly when you two fucking with these niggas or whatever. So Keyshawn, of course, told uh, Wody she was going to get the tweets or get the room cards or whatever. So she goes to, you know, his room. Um, This is so hard because I think a lot of us, um, just in general, not us on the line, but I think a lot of us have had experience with situations where it's not even about naive naiveness. I think a lot of people just genuinely think that more people are decent human beings. You know what I'm saying? So you're you're not thinking that someone will sexually assault you or try to take advantage of you. I think some people are just good natured people and just try to see the best out of people, even though there's so many red flags. So um, this was a very, very tough scene. Um, 
I'll just, again, um, start with Tia on this, on this entire thing um, before, and, and I want to also add, because we have 51 minutes, but I want to expand. So we can talk about the um, Rome and Mississippi scene, but also expand on the flashback to where her stepmama didn't let her in the fucking house when she needed her most. Like, feel free to just discuss that whole 10-minute montage, okay? We can break that all down. Start with Tia again. Go ahead. Um, so I always thought Rome was pretty sleazy, and then when he walked in there and his robe was open, it was a lot. But the scene that I do want to talk about, so I was raised by a single father. It was just me and my dad. So I'm very, very close to my father. I cannot mm-hmm. imagine like him being married to somebody new and me getting to that door and me doing anything else but pushing that bitch down and running up the stairs like, Daddy, he beat me! Like, I would, okay. nothing she could have <laughs> done to keep I'm me from my daddy. My ass, okay? <laughs> like, yes. it is absolutely yes. nothing she could have done. I've been like, bitch, what? <laughs> I mean, she would still be spinning in that foyer while I'm running up the stairs to my daddy. There is no world where I would not have been back in that house and she would have been somewhere else. But that is my experience with my father. So that scene never mm-hmm. resonated with me because of that. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. Tanika? Um, so a couple of things. Starting with Rome, like, like I said earlier, I expected something like this from Rome. So so when he walked in there with his robe open, pretending like it was an accident, like I saw where that was headed and it was going down the road that I fitted to. Um, of course, he was the type of man who felt, even though she was his client and she was putting money in his mm-hmm. pocket, he felt like he was mm-hmm. doing something for her and he felt like she still owed him more. So, so none of this right. was a surprise to me, but I, I understood how it was a surprise to Keyshawn. I understood how she didn't expect any of this from him, and she felt, mm-hmm. you know, stupid in hindsight not, not seeing where it was headed. The stuff at the door right. with the mother gets me hot every time. Hot. Because For sure. in, in, in this instance, Keyshawn did what she was supposed to do, right? She's, what, 17 right. at this point? She's in trouble. She, mm-hmm. she goes home. She goes to the adults in her life. And for, for, what is this lady's name? Shanice? For her to stand there and not let her in. She's not, Keyshawn is not her child, but Keyshawn is a child that she's responsible for. And she's in trouble. She's pregnant. It's raining. She's standing here in a nightgown. For you not to even just let her in to see what's wrong is crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, it was, if the father was there or what, but I would have been in that house or I would have been on that doorstep for the rest of the night because I'm not going back to Derek after I just got choked. I'm going to go somewhere else or I'm going to be here. But she should have found a way to speak to her father. 
And this also makes me want to know where exactly is the mama at? Because why couldn't she go there? I don't, I don't get that. I want to know. Yeah, I need background on mama. Yep. That's all I got for that part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I want to agree with both Tia and Tanika. My dad um, took me in for a while because the situation with my mother living situation wasn't um, acceptable as, until he was sick. And so I can't see my father being, like, like you said, barefoot, gown, it's raining. I would have, you know, something. But I know I've had a stepmother and although we have an amazing relationship now, back then, you know, but I was a child too, let me just say, but back then, sometimes stepmothers be built different because they, they have all this resentment. My stepfather was built different because of the resentment of that other partner. And I feel like it's so unfair, but because this really does happen, I love how P-Valley highlighted that energy. You know, well, not highlighted, but you know what I'm saying. Like, they brought it to the forefront that this is a real thing that happens in a lot of communities when stepchildren are treated a certain type of way because of the feelings of the parent. Um, I definitely want to know where her mother is because her mother would have to be really in a, in a place of, like, without well, what's even an option, you know, speaking mm-hmm. um, to Rome. So somehow, you know, <laughs> I don't even see how because, you know, I didn't see the very first watch. I never saw that Rome's penis was exposed. Somehow I missed that. So I feel like I was really thrown off when he got to the whole, you know, essay situation. And then everybody later on was like, did y'all see Rome dick? And I'm like, where was it? And so I'm tripping. So somebody in the timeline said he must have had some, he had some little dick energy going on that he felt like he had to be rapey and, and pushy and this and that and the other. And I'm like, I guess so, because I had to go back and, and slow watch it. Because um, I was like, where's that, though? <laughs> but, anywho, I'm so sorry. This is not supposed to be funny, but, you know, that was just for real for me. Um, right. I do think they've been traveling together. You know, and they've been teaching, and Rome has been trying to give off the, you know, I'm just here for you, BS. So I definitely see why she was a little bit, um, a little more trusting. But you know what? It just dawned on me right this second we should have paid attention to. The way that Rome moved to separate her from the guys. That yeah. should have been the yeah. first red mm-hmm. flag. Yeah. She's going to yeah. she's going to dance at this party, I think, if I'm correct. She's gonna dance at this party. So Rome is her only so called source of security in this situation. Yay. That should have been the first red number one. Thug nigga number two. And quiet nigga number three, so that because Rome would have been dead, bitch. Oh, he would have been dead and gone. Sex. It just hit me. That should have been that first time we knew that was heading downhill when he separated her from her protection. Yep. 
she was going to junior parties and didn't even know. Right. Oh, play a club. <laughs> okay, everybody in the chat is just like, yeah. Everybody's like, yup, yup, God, yup. Because <laughs> that was a good-ass point. Rome had to get her away from them because we talking about Teak, Murder, and Wody rolling the suite, okay? So he was feeling nice, but he would have killed him. He would have killed him. Rome knew what he was doing. You sure right, y'all. Okay, um, Kendra, you want to add something to that? All I want to say is if I'm going to go uh, dance at a party, Rome would be the last motherfucker that I'd that I roll with. That's why I was looking at kind of side-eyed T-shirt, like, you, go, you really going to go to this party? But I know, you know what I'm saying, this is an opportunity for her, you know, to this, that, and that. But I would have been like, uh, I don't want to go with you. Can we? No, they going to have to go or something because ain't no really wrong, child. But, yeah, that's mm-hmm. all I got to say about this. About, well, that situation, nah, the step slut mammy. Keyshawn, step slut mammy. <laughs> Baby, me and me and step mammy would have been up in their dicks tussling. Where is my daddy? My daddy, like, I always sit up here and say I have a bunch of boy cousins. I sit up here and tell them all the time, if you're going to get with, if you had a child, I don't have no kids, by the way, but, you know what I'm saying, by me, you know, take care of kids and my family's so big and stuff, I observe a lot of things. So I always tell them, it's a red flag if the your new bitch can't get along with your child. I don't care how old they are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There should be a red flag for that. So I don't understand. I know the, dad, the daddy must be gone all the time or, what's, or you don't have no... You don't talk to Keyshawn. Like, that's one of the situations I wanted to, you know what I'm saying, that I was puzzling on, too. Like, how the daddy not know the situation between Keyshawn and the step slip mammy? I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. And I know it's not a laughing matter, but you know, you know, you know how I am. Yeah. Child, but. but, yeah, that's all I have to say about that, that whole little... I'm not even talking. I'm just through with Derek, child. I'm just through with Derek in the morning. I know you want him dead. I know you want him dead. We all want him dead. Who do y'all want to? Who do y'all want to kill Derek? Wody. Keyshawn. No, Keyshawn needs to do it herself. You know what Keyshawn? Keyshawn. Yeah, Keyshawn. Yeah, Keyshawn deserves that. Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody to kill Derek. I want Derek to be in prison, prison, gem pop, and get killed in prison. I guess that's who I want to kill him. I don't want nobody that could get consequences to do him. I want somebody that yeah. has no consequences uh. or he literally suffers for the rest of his life in prison and nobody will help him. Mm-hmm. I think anybody can kill him I and feel- I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. I just want to be. Shit, the like, dog can rip him a shred or something. He can 
choke on a, a, a bean or something. <laughs> Get him the fuck off of this show, y'all. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I mean, either way, I I like that idea, Tia. If he was riding or get killed, Shank and Jim Pop, something like that, that would be cool too. I just have a feeling how they're going to tie in Andre next season. You know, I really feel like he's going to help Keyshawn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really feel like that's how he's going to stay in the fold, if you will, because let's be real. Now that um, Haley Autumn, Lakeisha, 24 Savage or whatever, now that she has left, um, I mean, yeah, we have Brittany, but I mean, you know, okay. Um, I just really feel that set up with him staying in Chuck Elisa is kind of like the attorney. I feel like he's going to become the town attorney. And what better way, what better story than to have him be the one to help Keyshawn. So um, I I can see that. Uh, Somebody's on the line. I'm sorry for you holding for quite some time. Hold on one second. Also, just want to point out that Ja wants to be in the chat, but she is not in the chat. Um, Ja, try to go from the actual episode page and just scroll down, and it says live chat, and just and it should enable you to. Um, I don't know why it's giving you an issue. Okay. Hold on, okay. what what you say? What happened? No, yeah, I said I'll try that. Um, I had already set up a whole account. I was able to use it, and then right, now it's just doing something different. Every time I go in to log in, it keeps getting me trying to get me to sign up all over again. So I'm like, that's terrible. Giving me a little problem, but I'll I'll try um, what you suggested. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, hold on one second. Three one six. Hold on. Three one six area code. Sorry for holding. Who is it? What? Hello. You can hear me. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. You was giggling first. Who is this? <laughs> it's what? It's what? It's who? <laughs> Lex. Lex. Oh, Lex. Okay. Lex, not you giggling off top. Like, girl. Girl, I've been wanting Derek gone since first season. Um, if you can just find a way to fall in the Mississippi River, it'd be fine for me. Trip, fall, slide in there, however they get him out. By 301, he should be gone. That's just me. <laughs> I want him out. Um, but I really believe that um, Keyshawn's going to have to figure out how to get him, get away from him. Um, there's nobody mm-hmm. that's going to be able to save her um, because at this point, um, everybody has given her help. And it's more so, uh, it's like she's trying to find a better way to get away from him than what everybody has suggested. That's how I see it. Um, Haley tried to get her. She gave her the gun so she could shoot him. Um, Lil' Murder wanted to sit here and de-jangle him. Um, like, everybody has wanted to do something for her to get, help her get rid of him. But she never wants mm-hmm. to go with whatever 
that is being suggested. Um, and I think it's one of those things where it, she already doesn't have anybody except her family at the tank. She doesn't have anyone yeah. to actually help her rebuild anything. So her getting away from Derek is it's a lot easier said than done because her she hardly sees her dad. Um, her stepmom, mm-hmm. um, ooh, my dad, um, I know about that type of situation. Um, stepmother is awesome. Hell, um, if you can basically try to get her out of that situation, she has to find that within. Um, and I think the only way that she's going to be able to get that done is if she really realizes she has no other choice but her. Because everybody's giving her a choice of what she could do. She has to figure out she needs to do it on her own some type of way. Okay. Now, the stepmom situation, um, the only, I had, um, I wouldn't say, well, you could say stepmom because my dad was with this woman for a while, but it's more so of, I don't, I know exactly how that feels as a kid to sit here and deal with somebody that really doesn't want to deal with you but has to do it on the kids, off of the fact that they are with your parents. They really don't want to have no dealings with you, but they're going to basically put up with you um, for a certain amount of time. They really won't help you when you need it because, for whatever reason, their loyalty only lies with their kids and not yours. We're not with you at all. So that's what it looks like to me. Um, she only says certain mm-hmm. things to, like you said, she gives a half story about how um, his dad and her met and everything. I'm like, Yes, you're here for a totally different reason. You're not here to help this girl at all. You don't even want to. You're just here for the man and not the child that comes with the man because that's a package to do it. You don't want that package. So I don't like her. Um, there's a lot of there's a few other people that I can't stand, but if you just here and there, that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fear of my But I would like to see what Andre does do when he comes back in season three. If he if he's staying there to actually build like a law firm and use um the house that Tyler gave him for that purpose. Um, because that's what it looks like it's he's changing it into because that was his headquarters um for his campaign. So I think he may change it into like a law firm where it looks as though like it's more like a homey type of thing to help people within the community. That might be what that's going to be. Because there's a lot of different things that could transpire with him being there. Like helping Keyshawn is one of them. And then also um, helping Corbin because of the storefront, uh, not the storefront, but because of their the property that they're going to use for the casino. Because one way or another, he's going to, there's going to be some form of a payout, I believe, um, out of using that, that they're going to have to figure out to give to him because they're using his property. So they're trying to possibly make a deal with that when the casino comes. That's just my thought about it. 
Anybody want to comment on what she just said? Because that was a good point. So, Lex, do you feel like, like, what do you want to see in um, season three besides there being in the Mississippi River? Um, I want to see how um, Wayne uses Pastor Woodbine as mayor. Because he's, yeah. I think, a part of the tour or something like that. Even though he's acting there before she got elected. Because um, basically, they're considered like the two lessons of the evil. Um, so I want to see exactly how he looks tries to manipulate her um, to do something that would be beneficial for him um, and his brother um, for the casino because she's against it. So there's something that either he's going to try to find that she did not put out there um, during um, her run for me. Because a person will only show their hand for for a certain amount of time, I feel, um, just because it wasn't a lot that she put out there about her past. She just put out enough. So where people were like, well, I like the fact that she's going to be a whole bust with us about her past life and stuff like that. But there are certain intricate details, I believe, that she did not disclose that he may know or may find out and may use it against her to where she has to say yes to the actual casino. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for your thoughts. Um, I appreciate I appreciate you calling in. So, you guys, we have thirty minutes left. I want to get to the big finale of Wody. Go ahead and doing his ASMR murder uh, of <laughs> of Rome. I'll start with uh I'll start with uh Ja on this, um, kinda mix it up a bit. What were your thoughts? Did you expect like was it a complete shock that well oh, I hold on one second. Somebody had brought this up and I don't know who it was on Twitter. Forgive me, I should have went back and looked. But did anybody notice? that when the situation when the situation happened with Mississippi and she went to Wody and she explained that all he wanted to do was try to fuck, that happened and oh, he has a tape, he has a video of murder, blah, 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 blah. And somebody pointed out that he kind of skipped over that once he got to Rome. It was about he Sean told me about the video, where the video. Like, do y'all think he completely dismissed Keyshawn's traumatic event and the only reason that Rome would still be alive if there was no murder video? That's that's what somebody said on Twitter, that, that he would still be alive. 
So I think Wody has been about the bag from season one, from his little mm-hmm. confrontation, conversation with Murda, um, after he saw him come out the woods with Cliff. And this is another instance of us seeing that part of Rome where he's about the bag above everything. Because, like, I think Kendra said on the timeline, once he says she wanted to go home, that should have been it. But he was ready to kill because he had a tape of murder, but it was like, no, Key, you can do the rest of the tour. And it's like, wait, bro, what? What the fuck are you talking about right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say, I think Rome would definitely still be alive, but I wouldn't say he dismissed the things that, that Keyshawn told him. I think Wody and the rest of them would have definitely beat Rome's ass for, for trying to put his hands on Keyshawn, but he's dead because he showed Keyshawn that video, and she she told Wody. Wody said from the beginning, y'all not going to mess up this money for me. And he is willing to do whatever he has to do to make sure that that Murder's career goes in the way it needs to go. So as soon as Rome brought out that video, he was dead. It was over for him. But I don't, I don't think he, he dismissed what Keyshawn went through. It mm-hmm. just... Mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. the most important thing to him in that situation. Yeah, and you know what? Just to piggyback off of that, in 208, when um, murder went, um, when he was, um, girl, what I want to say, y'all, help me, help. <laughs> when murder went to go see Pete's body and bring the clothes, right? And he mm-hmm. was down yeah. there. In the in the morgue or whatever, at the funeral home, and he says, uh, "Rome was a what perpetrator, rapist, blah blah blah." So yep. that when you were saying that, I was like, "Yeah, that's right. He did. You know, there was no dismissive. I'm I'm going by somebody's tweet. There there was no dismissive. He was very aware, but overall, the bigger picture." ASMR King Wody. Oh, <laughs> he dead and everything. He 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 dead it. And like Murder told him, man, you 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 can't be doing that. He said he said, what if it get out? Yeah, and I handle that too. Like, okay. So, y'all, let's go. Okay. So I was totally shocked that Wody unalived this man. Um, Let me tell you, me and my bestie watched the show together. I was stuck on repeat for 30 minutes, and every, like, five minutes, I would just be like, Wody killed Rome. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? Wody killed Rome. What? I always looked at, you know, Wody was just, you know, the funeral home guy. You know, he was just quiet. We never seen him get too excited. Even when it was his turn to die in the in the blink game, he was just like, uh, you know, he's never too excited, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I definitely feel like he would have told the guys if the only thing mentioned was Rome attacking Mississippi. I think he would have hit up Murder and Teak and let them go to work. But the fact that he, when he spoke, when she said he know about murder, 
Wody's whole body language changed. Like his whole yeah. energy shifted yep. when she said he showed me a tape. What Wody's whole you could tell his mind went somewhere else. He wasn't even talking <laughs> he to was Keyshawn no more. He was planning. He was plotting <laughs> right then, like oh. So, but I still just you know I don't know in the excitement of the episode and everything that's going on when he goes to talk to Rome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. But let me tell you, like you said, the ASMR King, one of the things I love is that little talk he talked to. He said, everybody don't got this. Somebody to lead them to the other side. I was screaming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. So, you know, know, Wody took me with that failure. Like I said on the timeline, sometimes when I'm feeling down, I'll be like, you know, let me just go on over here and be wrong. Get him the merch shirt so I can feel better today. <laughs> That's oh all I'm going to say. God. I'm going to let some other people have something to say. But, yes, uh, I was stuck on repeat. I was like, I was flabbergasted. I was like, yeah. Shocked. That's it. Because, because wait, because you guys. Not him burying his mama, laying his mama to rest, okay? And then walking in that all-black, crispy pants and telling this man, asking this man, how do you want to be buried? Y'all, if that's not some menacing shit right there, I don't know what else is. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. That's a, that's cold. That's real cold. So I don't know that's what happened to Rome. I don't know what happened. To, I don't know what happened to Rome. Like, I hope he had a good burial. Anyway, Kendra. Hey, you y'all already know. This oh, is one of my favorite what? scenes. This is one of my favorite scenes watching. Wrong, die, slow death. But I, one thing they did, I was kind of shocked that Wody took it there because when he said, is that right? I'm like, oh, he going to, the first, my first thought was, oh, he's going to go, you know, hit up Teak and, and, and murder to go head up on wrong. Not in a million years. I mean, not, not in a million years what I thought, you know, he was going to actually kill his man. So when he did, I was in here hollering, screaming, and laughing. Call me crazy. <laughs> I have, like, this little thing about me, sinister stuff. I laugh about it, especially when you're a fucked-up-ass human being. To watch you get your feet oh. back, I love it. I love it. But um, another thing, his voice, Wody's voice, does something to me every time. So this whole look, that whole look thing was was genius. Was genius to me. Yeah. But um, it was something else I wanted to say. It was something else. I to... Never mind. Y'all go, go to the next person. I can't wait. It ain't no next person. Wait. But I do think. I do, I do think this really changed the trajectory of 
Wody's character. Um, even though he has shown aspects of like, you know, we'll do whatever he needs to do, like you said, to make the money, to protect murder. But I feel like after this episode, people really saw Wody in a different light. Like, damn, he a cult, like he a solid assassin. You know what I'm saying? Do that's what I called him. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I called him. Uh, I said, oh, okay. Wody, the, the solid assassin, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really, honestly, I feel like murder after he found out. Because remember when him and Teak, they was rolling by um, Teak's old house and he was on the phone. So that means that murder didn't even expect that. Like, he up and died, man. I can't believe Rome up and died. And then he on the phone with Wody, and he like, how you know that? How you know he OD? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, murder is not even thinking that Wody would even do something like that. You know? I just thought that was... I just thought that was... Oh, I I do want to mention this. Um, I noticed when um, I'm thinking that maybe this is totally not on this episode. I just have like a thought mm-hmm. in my head with the whole Wody mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Do y'all feel like it's a reason? Um, of course it was grandmother's other Stevens' birthday party, but I want to know how Wody's going to feel about, you know, murder co- coming out. Cause you know how he is about the bag. I was hearing y'all talk about how he is about uh, the bag and stuff like that. I wanna know. I just that's puzzling me how you gonna take that. Cause this is something the bag for a little bit. Mhm. And by you know murder not knowing his, I'm not saying hopefully they don't. He try don't try nothing with Unc. Cause baby, I'm driving the truck at least in my damn self. But. <laughs> Not, nobody knowing Brody's next move is like that, that's what I wanted to say. That's the thing that I was, you know, forgot to mention when I was talking at first. But yeah, I, I just want to know. I just can't wait to see how he's gonna react when that whole thing, because he was not there. So, but yeah, that's all. Wody, is gonna be Kendra. Wody is gonna be pissed the fuck off like i mean the fact that when when he caught them the first thing he said was when he saw them coming out the woods was i thought that was on some one time thing and now your ass want to do a full-on kiss to love valid Come on. Like, absolutely not, nigga. Now, now you didn't lost. Not you standing in front of the jukebox and hey, your clip. Yam, you ain't. I mean, dude, you just, you didn't got off the tour bus. Like, you are a star. You didn't got off the tour bus. Like, Wody is going to be so fucking pissed. And I don't know. He may want to kill Cliff, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I hope they don't try to, because like I said, I'll try to chuck at least for myself, but I just want, and by nobody knowing his next move, not not that y'all bring it up, murder didn't even know about, you know, wrong. And I'm like, I hope he don't try that thing. 
Okay. What, um, what you think, Tanika? I think, well, first of all, he might want to kill Cliff, but killing Cliff is not going to change anything because murder already came out. So <laughs> that's not right. going to help anything. Um, I think I think he's definitely going to be pissed off because he did all of this to keep this secret. And I think mm-hmm. he he didn't give Wody a heads up. I think Wody may have been a little less pissed if he said, you know, back, you know, maybe before he died or, or whenever it was. Like, he's been thinking about maybe I want to come out from season one when he first started messing with Cliff. Um, and, and never yeah. through this whole thing, as his career has gotten started, has he sat Wody down and been like, look, at some point I'm probably going to come out. So you, as my manager, you got to start thinking about how you're going to deal with that. I think for him to just do it is going to piss Wody off the most. And they're probably going to have a little falling out. And there's probably going to be some, some tension between Wody and, and Cliff and murder next season because of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, ooh, not the dog. Um, do you want to add something, Tia? Um, I think it's going to be a lot, but I will, I said in the chat, I feel like Wody, something has happened because obviously lots has happened behind the scenes between how Key knew that murder had been laying up with Cliff and murder knew where she was going lots of happened has happened behind the scenes so to me in that seven pounds of pressure performance i feel like when um, murder stopped and had that whole thing spinning around his head i feel like for whatever reason the way that wody looked he was afraid he was going to come out thin so while i do feel he's going to be pissed i feel like even behind the scenes some stuff has happened that wody kind of knows or fears that this is coming and is going to rock with it as good as he can. I think him and Cliff in the beginning will have some, like, some tension, but I think something is going to happen that they realize they both ride for murder completely, and they'll become super good friends by the end of season three. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree. Go ahead. I agree with that, that thought. Um, thanks for pointing that out. Because that, I, I saw that look. I saw that look, and I was wondering, because I thought he was going to come out right then, too. So I definitely um, resonate with that thought process. I definitely feel like if they – well, Wody would, would have been on the tour bus with him, I imagine. So maybe Wody already knows that he left the tour. Um, I'm not sure if Wody knows <clears> – pardon me, I'm sorry – why. But um, – in my mind, I just feel like Wody would be mad because I would. Like, dude, I went mm-hmm. to the farthest extent to protect your secret, your image, the bag, the business, and for you to just be like, well, now I'm going to tell everybody. That would upset me. But, again, if they the, if they the brothers, the homies, the homeboys, whatever the term is, that we all kind of feel that they are, I do feel like they'll work it out. I think Murda's just going to have to convince Wody that, that they can still do what they set out, that it's just going to 
Things is going to have to take a little more flack along the way, you know. But I think Wodey is down the ride regardless. At least I hope so. So I'm looking forward to season three. Um, Kendra, you want to you, you want to add on something? Uh, no, I just want to say that that's the only thing. Yeah, that I want. I know we deterred from the episode, but. I just had that on my mind when y'all started talking. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Okay. Um, so we're at 11 minutes, 36 seconds. So this is the time we're getting in our last minute calls. If you want to add on to anything, the live chat is still going. People are still putting in their opinions. Um, the guest calling number is 515 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773. 515-602
I love that, you guys. And and what so maybe what we can do because like it's already November twenty seventh. By the time we finish the rewatch, three weeks, that's gonna be into the holiday anyway. So that's perfect for the Christmas holiday. So we can just um, take a hiatus right then because it's three mm-hmm. weeks. So that's like that's like the week before travel time, Christmas yep. time. So we can just we can just come back into the new year. Basically. Yeah. What about that? Like, just come back that first um, Sunday. Come back that first oh, Sunday, whenever that is. Right? Come back. So, right? Come back. Cause, so, go ahead. The way the calendar is set up right now, we'll probably do 2-10 on December the 18th. Um, so, mm-hmm. the next week. Would be Christmas. That would be the twenty fifth. Right. And then the following right. week after that would be New Year's. So I would right. say we take a two week maybe hiatus for Christmas and New Year's and mm-hmm. come back the following mm-hmm. week. Exactly. What day is that? That would be the eighth, January eighth. Okay, that's Saturday, eleven PM. That's Saturday, eleven PM. That's Sunday. Uh uh yeah. Well, we can do that. Okay. Okay. So that's perfect, right? Because that gives everybody break. Because we're still going to be on Twitter and all that, but it gives us complete breathing room. Everybody going to be with their family and, you know, just enjoy. Um, but, of course, we're still going to talk about the show. Um, I love the game threads y'all are doing. That has been, like, awesome. Your your game threads, your your ideas, pictures, we we have so many days. We have Murder Mondays, uh, Tea Tuesdays. I think we were going to do Mississippi Monday this week, right? Yep. Yeah. Are we going to do that episode. tomorrow? It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's per Right. Okay, y'all. So next, tomorrow, like I'm like, next. So tomorrow is Mississippi Monday. So everybody, have your gifts. How your pictures, your videos, we're going to uplift Shannon Thornton. We're going to uplift her, show her all the love. I think Murder gets a lot of love. I, I think, baby, Murder, we we love on him all the time, okay? So let's let's give some love to Mississippi, especially after this episode we recap. So that was perfect. And I just um, want to say one okay. thing, OG, about that. If you have any ideas, I said this on timeline, but I just want to say this on here. If you have an idea, a game, a day, uh, anything, literally just put it out to the timeline, and then that'll help you work through any type of bugs or whatever's in it. Because everything that we do now isn't wasn't some like board or nothing like that it was literally somebody mentioned something and everybody was like that mm-hmm. sounds good and we just did it or somebody just came to the timeline like me and Ja and just put something up and was like let's see so pretty much if you got something yes. just put it up and we'll rock with it but it also helps you kind of work through if you have to make changes because you're getting real life feedback right hey I have a um okay a suggestion. I know I put out a situation with the whole streaming for uh, Alphonse, you know. Yes. Whole little setup. I'm still doing the research because, you know, I have the access to all access. So I have, like, the 
trying to get this stuff together to like the media base trying to add it to the radio and stuff like that. So I know I said something about it and didn't come back to it, but I'm still kind of, you know, doing a little bit more research and then talking to some of my industry friends to get some like the background of it, you know, some more background because I've been out of the loop for so long. So, yeah, I just want to, you know, mention that. Okay, sounds great. Okay, I love that. So in the chat, you guys, just to mention, see, one thing about us, we have ideas, okay? that That's, that's we ain't going to never be bored in the family, never <laughs> be bored, okay? So we're going to do like a family movie night, right? Danielle, good idea, mm-hmm. job. Um, all of us are just kind of brainstorming, which is exactly what Tia was saying. Like, my thing is, um, and I just want to say this on air, I want to make it very, very clear that although we are all co-hosting the show, Tia, Ja, Tanika, um, and myself, at the end of the day, we are a family at the end of the day. Okay, and without you guys calling in and in the chat and all that kind of stuff, then it's just us sitting on the line talking, right? So I I think that it needs to be said, the only leader in this damn family is Katori, who created the show. She's the only leader. That That's who leading us, okay? She is leading and in inspiring us to connect with each other to further discuss the show, okay? The show been over for months, y'all, still trending. So I love that for us, and I like the idea of having a family movie night while we're doing hiatus. Um, I'm not sure of the date. I think we can coordinate coordinate on that. What day were y'all thinking? I think I think somebody said Friday. What day were y'all thinking? Uh, Friday works. Is that what y'all want to do? I, I mean, where, I'm, where... I'm usually at work. We can do it Friday on Saturdays. Weird, I mean, I don't know it, it, it doesn't matter. We have to decide it right now. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We still have three days, but I love that. And then um, I think Danielle added on that they could be LGBTQ um, as well. So that would that's really nice. I love that. Okay, so you guys, we have 90 seconds left on the show. I just want to thank every single one of y'all. This episode, I think, was a nice success than last week because we had all the difficulties. (laughs) Um, I appreciate everyone that called in and contributed um, to the episode. Um, The, I want to remember, remember the episode, it has to process first. We'll make sure to tweet out the links and everything else. Do you guys want to give your social media information just in case or no? What? <laughs> Y'all so silly. Like, Y'all, okay. Thing. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm driving about it on all platforms. Thank you, Josh. 
She got a goddess on all I'm platforms. I'm Tia Thank down in the valley, or many as Max on Twitter. I'm Chronicles of Tia on all other platforms. Uh, I'm at your girl Jiggy on Twitter, and I'm from Love to War with the number two in it on everything else. Put in Koji Mama. If you can't find me, then that means that means you don't need to find me. Okay, so we love you guys, and we'll see you. We'll see you and talk to you on Twitter. Thanks for listening. What you do when it-